On today's show, we're going to get good use out of... We're going to be talking about some clients that Jason Kidd's agency is representing because we got we heard some stuff from Chad Ford yesterday, so we'll get into that, some free agency talk. And, of course, we got to talk about our boy Giannis. We got to talk about him. Congrats to the Bucks. on Lock Go Giannis, baby! I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. That is... I'm out now. Can I, <laughs> can I leave now? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Greek Freak Fiend. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. I, well, first off, the offseason starts today. Like, th- today's the day. Now we can just – here we yeah. go. Guess Full what? Season. No more basketball for well, four days until the Olympics come back and Luca plays. <laughs> yes, we get the, the Olympics to do us over for a bit. But how excited – I know we're, we are both excited for the Bucks. I was talking to you before this. I don't know if I've been this happy – for a non-Mavericks team to win the title. I like I don't know when. I mean, I guess it was, you know, the last Jordan title, but I was like super young then. Uh I was really happy when the Pistons beat the Lakers, but it's like this was a in I, I didn't mind the Warriors teams. Like I know some people hated them, but I was genuinely so happy in my house. I was like celebrating for Giannis for this team, but Giannis's story I just, man, I was so happy for him. And I, I like, I, I know we're going to talk about it more, but, and this is a, a win for small markets across the league, which for I sure. love that too. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll go get into it. And we'll talk about Giannis winning the title for the Milwaukee Bucks, an incredible 50 point performance for him. But this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join us this week to get in on the action. We are also going to be talking about Excel clients. Which we don't really get into like agencies and stuff like that, unless you're talking about clutch, really. But Chad Ford dropped a little nugget about Jason Kidd on the podcast yesterday. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't listened to our episode with Chad Ford, there's some really good stuff about the 2020 draft with Josh Green, Sadiq Bay, and how the front office is laid out, the Bob Volgaris stuff. He knew about Bob Volgaris before anybody was talking about it back on draft night 2020. So some real good stuff there. Stuff about Jason Kidd. And then we'll play a little clip later about, you know, uh, Jason Kidd, and he has a preference for certain players. And so we're going to get into it. We're going to speculate wildly about some players that are are uh, represented by Jason Kidd's agency. So uh, look, let's get into that. But before we do, man, Giannis, 50 points in the NBA Finals. Like, it, that is, first of all, that feat right there has not been done very often. Uh, it's only been done now, let's see, this is now eight times. Eight times total it's been done. It just, it, it's absolutely wild. The list of the list of uh, players that have scored 50 points just in a finals game at all, not even a clinching finals game or like to, you know, to win the finals or anything like that. He, he joins, I'm, I'm vamping, Elgin Baylor, who scored 61 in 1962. Rick Barry scored 55 in 1967. Your boy, Michael Jordan, 55 points in 93. Jerry West scored 53 in 69. LeBron James scored 51 in 2018. That was in a loss. 
It's the only one in a loss. It's wild. Giannis scored 50 in 2020, and Bob Pettit scored uh, 50 in 1958. So a lot of those are like a long time ago. So since 1970, basically since the three-point line has been added, right? Like only three players have done this. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Giannis scored 50 points in a finals game. Just absolutely wild stat for Giannis. I mean, he this cemented his legacy tonight. You know, there were so many questions about him. Like, can he, like, he's a great regular season guy. What will happen when it comes to the playoffs? I I mean, I questioned that. I questioned, can yeah, he? Yeah, I thought he, they the might lose to the, like, to the Heat this year. Yeah, and, but for him to go on this run, for him to have this performance, like this was literally one of the, I, I try not to be one of those in the moment guys, even when you have to lean old versus new, I, I tend to lean towards the, uh, the older uh, generation when it comes to like performances, Jordan will all of that. But in this moment right now, this was one of the greatest basketball performances I've ever seen. Like to see what he was doing in that game, to put the team on his back defensively. I mean, some of those blocks were insane. The hustle, like what? I mean, he was out hustling everybody, 50 dude, points. The free throws, what is going on? Like, Dude, man. I mean, I, what yeah. did he finish with? 17 of 19 from the free throw line? Yeah. Think about think about the mental fortitude, like like the testicular fortitude to go up to the line and literally, I mean, it, it was at home this game, but to go up to the line and everyone's counting when you go to the free throw line. Every time you're at the free throw line, they're counting because they're trying to see if you know you're gonna hit that 10 second mark, and then cheering when you miss, and everybody's talking about it. Chris Paul comments about his free throws and like, oh, we hope we get the offensive rebounds after he misses a free throw. And then to just go to the line that many times, like there's just a certain resolve in Giannis's brain, his mind, like his his mindset, his mentality, where he can just go to the line and not care, right? Like it's almost yeah. we talk about with Ben Simmons how he's just he's scared to take the threes, blah blah. Giannis does not have that, right? He had the, he probably was the same skill level as, as Ben Simmons as far as shooting when he came in the NBA, but he has just pushed right past that and he is not afraid at all. And that is, that's what made him a champion, right? Like just not yeah. being afraid to just keep driving to not, you know, uh, we've talked about a bunch of players like Lonzo and Ben Simmons and guys that they get scared to drive into the paint and to, to, you know, get contact because they don't want to go to the free throw line. Yeah. And Giannis did not do that. He embraced it. And 17 of 19 from the free throw line, that was a huge difference in this game. And, but how uh, many how many man. finals MVP or like MVP votes did Middleton get? I didn't know if that should have been a thing or not. Is he the uh, Batman? No, 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 no. Is Yana? I'm not even going to go into the Hooper stuff. No, that's stupid. He doesn't even. That's deserve. for save yeah. that for Twitter jokes. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't even deserve crit Twitter stuff. Like, come on, he's discredited himself too much. But when I said at the beginning, this was a win for small markets. I mean, how many small market teams and GMs and owners are celebrating tonight too? Especially yeah. seeing the post game Giannis stuff. That to me, that's an all time quote. Like it's inspiring. The quote afterwards where he hits the table post game and says, man, I could have joined a super team, but that would have been the easy way. This is the hard way. Like that, like, Put that on a on a plaque in every small market across the league because you can't even you can't help to draw the comparisons to even last year, right? Look at how what Anthony Davis did to get out of New Orleans, to get to LA, the big market, and all of that to join LeBron James. They win the title. Like, what a difference if you're just looking at those two stars to 
the Giannis story of having, and honestly, I tweeted this out. This is, I think this is my favorite storyline in sports. The superstar player who picks, who has a chance, who's been with a team for like years, like not just like three years and win a title. I'm talking about like years and years, has a chance to leave and could go join any market team he wants, but chooses to stay. And I, I get it. It's a super max contract. There's a lot of money there too, but has a chance, stays and wins a title. It, it's one of the most fulfilling sports things for me and storylines for me. And I just, I love every bit of it. I wonder why that's a fulfilling storyline for you in your life personally. I wonder why. It's not like there's a guy literally like over <laughs> your right shoulder just like looking at you right now. Don't look at my wall. I was going to say, he's like, it's, not, it's not like we don't just wear his apparel all the time yes. and think about Dirk all the time and like love him more than anything. But Luca, are you watching? But the it's true. Game? It's true, and there was moments, especially, in, you know, I tweeted Giannis is having his Dirk moment uh, because right after the game, he sits down on that baseline, and yeah. he's just overcome with emotion. It was just like Dirk going back to the locker room. Now, it wasn't on the same level as Dirk where he, like, couldn't get himself together. It was, it was that, you know, emotionally, like, taxing and everything. But Giannis has been through a lot. Like, he hyperextended his knee. In the series before, we thought he was going to be done. I thought they were going to go into the series and we were going to have, you know, limping Chris Paul and then a limping Giannis on either side. It was going to be a dumb series. But Giannis, he pushed through, he made it work, and he won the title, and he had that moment. And it was just like Dirk, and it really felt like that. And so you wonder what it's going to do to the minds of uh, Damian Lillard or, or somebody else. Or I, hopefully, know, I, I literally hopefully thought Hopefully it speaks Dame. to Luca, right? Like, hopefully Luca yeah. doesn't need any more examples of, of guys doing this. Well, to any, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people can take Giannis's quotes afterwards, be like, all right, this is a subtweet to LeBron or subtweet to KD, yeah, KD, you know, and all the super teams that's won titles in recent history. But I think it's awesome, man. If you're a young player and you're a young star like Luca, or even like we've heard stuff about Zion, even though I don't think Zion's on like the Luca level, but like Damien's like, you know, Damien Lillard's situation right now, like does Lillard come out in the next two days and say, I want to trade to a super team after like what Giannis just said? I mean, he man. very well could and like I would get it, but it's like it, there's just something special about it. And I, I love Giannis's story. I have Fader's book, you know, pre-ordered. I'm excited for that. <laughs> Man, and, shout out to her. her. Her book sales are going through the roof today. Yes. <laughs> she needs to add a new chapter now. I mean, this is a I a know whole, whole an addendum chapter. in the hard copy or the paperback and, uh, or whatever. One not that we in. not that we needed any more proof of why uh, Dallas pushed a lot of their chips into trying to hold out for Giannis. Um, but here you go. I mean, you can't help to look at this and say you know, Dallas held out on different free agent signings and holding back money for the chance to go get Giannis to, if, you know, he was, didn't sign the extension because they saw what Giannis had and said, if he, we paired him with Luca, like, I don't even know like what, what would happen to the league. And he stayed and it was a bummer at the moment. We were bummed. Dang. He signed the extension. But man, if he was going to do anything besides Dallas, stay in freaking Milwaukee. Stay like it's so much fun to see this, and I think it's healthy for the league. And I think everyone's winning right now, right? Like ever as far as like the league collectively, the story yeah. of Giannis and the Bucks, it's a and it's an amazing story. Absolutely, it's an incredible, amazing story. We're going to talk about the Mavs story and how they can keep writing in the history books. We're going to talk about uh, there's a conspiracy theory, a little bit, it's a little bit of a conspiracy theory about Jason Kidd and a certain agency, and Chad Ford dropped some nuggets. 
on our podcast yesterday. We're going to share that clip again and talk about that coming up. But before we do, I'm going to tell you about Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is a great way to talk to people about sports. Right now, the Ringer is doing a huge thing after the finals. Uh, they're on there all the time. We love those guys over there. And uh, they have rooms. All of our Locked On MLB, Locked On NBA, they have rooms and stuff all the time. Locked On NHL, we have rooms going all the time. So if you're interested in anything like that, go ahead and check out Spotify Greenroom. It's a perfect place to start or join a conversation about a league. You can actually join in the conversation, not just, not just like a podcast. You sit there and you can actually, uh, if you've ever listened to our podcast and wanted to talk back, in, in a positive way, right? Like you wanted to say something, bring up a point. You can do that in Spotify Greenroom. So download the app and uh, join the NBA group. Follow me. I'm at Nick Van Exit. You can see whenever we go live to join us. We do some rooms there once a week. So go check that out. We will be there. Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Isaac Harris, let's can I, get... Can I chime in real quick? You said Spotify and you said The Ringer. And I just want to plug something again. Our friend yeah. Jonathan Charks works for The Ringer. I was with John today. I actually picked him up from, from chemo. We were talking about everything that uh, is going on right now with this GoFundMe that Kirk uh, had started. But just a reminder, next Saturday, July 31st, July 31st, I think that's the date, yes, uh, or the 29th. No, it throws me off. Is that a real day? July it's next 30th. Saturday at the pub in McKinney mm-hmm. here in the Dallas you know, metroplex suburb, whatever you want to uh, define that. But Join it if you're a Mavs fan, basketball fan, whoever you want to support John. Join us at the pub. Nick and myself, we're going to be talking. Bobby Corrales is going to be talking live in person. A bunch of people is going to be talking Mavs and free agency. We're going to be taking questions about the Mavs and everything. So make sure to join us if you're in Dallas. Let's support John. Let's have fun talking about the Mavs offseason and moves and everything. I'm looking forward to it. And a lot of you have DM'd us, tweeted us, said, hey, we. Let's connect at a game, whatever it is. Let's grab lunch. This is the time. Let's do this. Let's meet up. Let's talk Mavs and everything. So yeah. there you go. Saturday. So not this Saturday, but next Saturday, right? Yes. Next yeah, Saturday. Next Saturday. <laughs> We're so great at dates. <laughs> that that uh, is if, the 31st, by the way. If you've, ever, if you've ever wondered which one of us is taller, you'll find out then, right? Ooh, I got to wear some tall shoes. <laughs> Platforms. All right, let's get into this. So... Chad Ford brought this up on our podcast yesterday about Jason Kidd, and he has a tendency to try and and push himself, little finger himself, into front offices. He really tried going from Brooklyn to Milwaukee, and in other places that he's been, he's tried to have a say in some of the front office decisions. We've heard that essentially with the Mavericks, it's a whole brain trust now. It's all just everybody talking together and everybody making decisions. They're making collective decisions on, you know, on the coaching staff. So I'm sure they're going to make collective decisions on roster and all that kind of stuff. So uh, Chad Ford dropped this nugget on our podcast yesterday, and we're going to dive right into it deep. The other thing that he's just going to have to, and you know, maybe I'm going to get in trouble in the lockdown maps talking about this is Jason, Jason Kidd is not only a formidable head coach, but everywhere he's gone, he has gotten heavily involved in the front office matters um, that he's been at, um, sometimes much to the chagrin of their general managers. And so one of the things that I think is really going to have to be worked on is Nico and Jason Kidd's relationship, because coaches will always want to run the franchise and get the prospects that they think are going to help them win tomorrow night. That's mm-hmm. that's what they care about, right? And general managers have to take a much longer view uh, of of this and try to decide okay, maybe he helps us win tomorrow, but does he help us win in round three of the playoffs? Or does he help us in um, in three years? And and Kid has a reputation 
throughout the league of not caring about any of that. Who is it tomorrow? He gets enamored with certain prospects. He gets enamored, frankly, sometimes with, you know, he he's managed and rep by Excel and other Excel clients. Uh, there's been a long history of him, you know, pushing for that. So, you know, when he pushes and it was him who pushes for Michael Carter Williams to go, uh, you know, to the Bucks and that in that big deal, Michael Carter Williams and Excel client that you know jason had sort of met and and, and really pushed for that's the thing excel clients let me just google that real quick. <laughs> yeah you know go look at go look at the excel's clients and 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 see and you know this is something nico is just going to have to have the juice um to be able to tell your head coach at sometimes no i'm gonna you know you're gonna have to play the guys that i give you that we're gonna you, you have a voice in this matter but you're not the voice and, and, and I think, I think that's been hard for Jason Kidd in the past, given his type A personality, given how strong he is and this as opinionated as he is, that to me is going to, if you see a lot of changes, uh, that would be the thing that I would be unsteady about. And I'd just be watching as a, as a Mavs, a Mavs fan. I think Jason Kidd can coach. I don't think he's got any business being a, a general manager. Mm. I was just cracking up at us going, oh, we got to Google Excel Excel clients real quick here. But guess what? That's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a little bit of a game sort of like, what about this guy? What about this guy? What about this guy? So it's going to be a lot of jumping around, a lot of different names. But there are some really fascinating names in there. And I think it's interesting when Chad Ford said, Jason Kidd gets enamored with these these Excel clients. Excel is this you know sports management group that managed Jason Kidd. I think he said still manages Jason Kidd and he gets enamored with some of these guys. You know, you talk to an agent a lot and they're real good friends. It's like uh, Rob Plink and Kobe, right? Like that's that kind of a relationship. And so all of a sudden you get really enamored with some of these guys because the agent's sitting there talking them up to you all the time. And so you start you start getting that name in your head and it just gets stuck there. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, we got to get this guy. We got to get this guy. And so there's a bunch of guys that Excel represents. And so we're going to go through some of these names and see which ones, which one of them uh, we're going to make a guess which one of them we think that Jason Kidd's going to get start getting obsessed with or which one of them actually do make sense. And maybe that connection is something we haven't just, you know, haven't searched through very often or haven't searched through yet that we're like, oh, that's actually a, an interesting connection point to where Mavericks can have a relationship with this player because of Jason Kidd's representation with Excel and all that. Yeah, like Cole Aldrich. You know, can they get Cole Aldrich to come back? That's <laughs> That's one. Uh, that's the headliner right there. That's, that's going in the title of the podcast. His uh, his Can't size, <laughs> shooting ability to get him to come back. But but no, I mean, Excel's huge. You know, it's one of the bigger agencies in the league. So yeah. there are a lot of names with this. But I think there is something to it that you can look at and say, all right, are there some names that's going to be some free agents? I, in particular, have one that is uh, in the draft class coming Ooh. up that if they well, trade traded in. I mean, Boban is one of them. Dwight Powell is one of them. Tyson yeah. Chandler is one of them. So there's a couple of like familiar names in this for sure. Uh, Jokic is, a, you know, an Excel client. Darren uh, Williams. Darren Williams, former Maverick. Yeah, that, that one's, uh, I, I just said Jokic because there's like other bigger players that are, Chris Middleton just won a title. He's represented by them. But yeah, give yeah, me, give me your McCall. name that, that sticks out to you first. Well, okay. Well, th this was a smaller name. I know we're going to talk about big names, but this no. is this is actually one of one of the guys I like uh, compared to where he's ranked uh, in mock drafts. But Ayo Dosumo, oh yeah, from Illinois, yep. and I love what he brings. I love, yeah. I'm not going to do the whole big draft profile, but uh, defensive guard. He was like the main guy at Illinois, but that's the type of dude that if 
Like if they traded into the bottom of the first round on draft night and they're like sitting there like 24 or something, you're like, man, who could they go go pick? You know what I'm going to say? Ayo. Ayo. <laughs> like, like I'm, but, but that's like, hey, like a defensive type of guard. He's 6'3", 6'4", like something like that that w- would make sense. And there's the XL like connection yep. in that, that, you know, kid and his connections through there. So Anyway, that, that's just a small enigma. Like. Well, part of it is he gets enamored by draft prospects too. It's like free agents, draft prospects. So if they're, if he gets stuck and he's like, we got to get back in the first round because we got to get this guy right here. Then yeah, and, that, and we've talked about, we talked about the draft stuff yesterday. It's like, there's a world at which, you know, they just set everything out on draft night because they just got started. They sit out, they sit out of yeah, the draft like, whole thing. Yeah, they don't try to trade in. But there's also a world too where Nico's sitting there <laughs> saying, well, dang, I want to do something. Like, you know, it's, uh, people do the like new owner syndrome sometime of like when yeah. a new owner takes over a franchise, they they want to do something. They're anti like I could totally see Nico trying to make some type of trade, either in like buying into the second round just because he wants to do something on draft night. Let's get a guy in here that I like or whatever. So anyway, we can talk. Absolutely. All right. Let's start. Let's uh, start throwing out just a couple of names here and then we can. Uh, I, I mean, the big one. That stuck out to me first is John Collins. That's a name we've talked yeah. about a lot. He is a big name. He's going to be a free agent. So it's like availability, Excel, and then there's also just the he would fit with the Mavericks offensively, what they what they want to do or what we've seen them want to want to do in the past. Uh, and so that's a huge one, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the first. Yeah, that was the first name that popped off the page there's some bigger names on the list but for sure as far as realistic somebody's hitting free agency somebody that you would obviously need a relationship with the agency going into restrictive free agency and everything if the mavericks you know do really like john collins that relationship is already there um a younger player there's some more interesting names on the list i think and there's some ones that stick out that you're like oh interesting yeah. that one could be a little more realistic john collins they would have to offer a huge deal too and maybe jason kidd gets enamored with him and if the mavericks do offer J- john collins a massive deal then this may be our connecting point right like yeah. string on the cork board this may be excel to john collins to jason kidd that may be our connecting point but coming up let's get into some more there's some interesting names that we haven't talked about yet in this offseason, so we'll get to them. They could be coming to the Mavericks. Uh, and there's some better names than John Collins, too, on this list that I think uh, could be possibilities. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're great. The mint brownie is just it's just solid. I eat them all the time. There's a new one right here that I'm seeing. Lemon lemon almond cheesecake. That one's coming back. They, they brought that one back after a while. That, they haven't had that one in a while. But that one's new. You can go check that one out. Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, they're all great. But... The best thing about these bars is they're pretty good for you. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar in the mint brownie bar, and 17 grams of protein. For a bar covered in 100% chocolate, you can eat it, taste like a candy bar, and they're great. So go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar or Built.com. Also want to tell you about RockAuto.com. RockAuto is the place to go search for your car parts. If you need something, something as simple as carpet or a mirror or something that you need for your car that even you can replace yourself, don't try to go find the right thing that'll fit for your car. The carpet must be so hard to try and go find somewhere because there's different floor, you know, floor arrangements. There's different, just those little like bumps and things for the wheel. And there's just all these different things. Just find the correct carpet for your car. And it's there at rockauto.com. All that different kind of stuff that you can get. And, 
The prices are always reliably low for every single customer. They don't try to price gouge on the consumer and give a better deal to the mechanics because they order in bulk. They don't care about that. They give you the same prices all across the board. So go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more of these names. Again, we're talking about Jason Kidd is represented by Excel Sports. And Chad Ford told us in that clip earlier that there's sometimes when Jason Kidd gets enamored with some of these guys that are represented by the same agency. And he tries to little finger his way into the front office to convince the front office to go get this guy. One of those names was John Collins we mentioned. He's a big name that we've already done a whole profile on. So go check that out that video or that podcast about us talking about John Collins, his fit with the Mavericks and all that. Isaac, what are some other names that stick out to you? Well, there's two names that's on the trading block that, and they're at two opposite ends of, you know, spectrums of their career at the moment and two opposite ends of the contract uh, spectrum too. And that's Marvin Bagley and Kevin Love. I'm not saying in a way of like, Hey, the Mavericks should go after one of them. I'm just saying those are two situations, two totally different situations, but kind of similar in the sense of like, could you see, Excel have a relationship with kid saying, Hey, like Marvin or Kevin, either one. If they just had a change of scenery, they would be so much better in what they're, what they're playing right now. Marvin and, Bagley and Kevin love. Yeah. And it's, it, it's what, like, couldn't you see that type of thing though? Like if they traded for Kevin this, love in the off season and it's like a salary dump or it's a buyout, you know, they buy out Kevin love and they bring Kevin love in. It's, you know, Jason kid first media. Well, you know, I, you know, connection to Kevin, we actually share the same agency and I knew that, you know, he he was healthier but just looking for a better, you know, scene. same thing with Marvin Bagley. He, the first thing he wouldn't say is the agency part. He would talk about him as a player and like True, try to but, downplay the agency part, but then it would be a big deal. But but I agree with you. This can be a positive thing or a negative thing. And I think it Chad Ford was talking about it it was a negative thing in the past where he gets enamored with somebody. So if the Mavericks all of a sudden make a trade for Kevin Love or something crazy like that, all of a sudden and we're like, oh, dang, he just got really stuck on Kevin Love being a Maverick somehow. Like, oh, we can trade Porzingis for him. Like, now it'd be a little bit of a, a disaster, right? Like, if the Mavericks did yes. that. But uh, that might this might explain it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's some smaller names on this list, too. Like, you know, Lucas, you know, guy, Concar, like, in Denver. I mean, that's yeah. – he's an XL guy. Uh, but back to the Bagley thing, I mean, that's it. That's a specific one too that you know the agency still believes in Bagley. And it's like, hey, you know they're telling everybody, just get him a new home. Like get yeah. him, like somebody go get him. And I promise you he'll be better in Sacramento. You know the agency's talking that up. And if you're the you know, agency, you know who else is talking that up? Him, his dad, his brother, him on his Twitter account, yeah. whoever runs his Twitter account, like everyone's saying that. But if but if you're Bagley's camp, what are you doing right now? You know who he'd look great playing next to? Luka, Luka Doncic. You know who they have a connection to? The agency? The freaking head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. So yep. it's like, I you could put the tea leaves together of that of saying, you know that they're saying, hey, if you can go get him for fairly cheap, go get him. Bring him to Dallas. He could, you know, excel next to Luka <laughs> and, and all of that. Let me give you a big name that is a, a you know a potential guy on the trade block as well. CJ McCollum. He's represented yeah. by Excel, and that's an interesting one where you could see, you know, Damian Lillard decides to to 
you know, he wants to be traded. They trade for like a huge trade package of like draft picks and stuff and they're setting the full reset. All of a sudden, CJ McCollum's hanging out there going, okay, what do I do? And then do the Mavs do the Porzingis for CJ McCollum and stuff deal then? Uh, that could be an interesting one as well. Yeah, CJ McCollum, Chris Middleton, you know, there's some bigger names in that. It even going back to the Kevin Love type of contract, he was Kevin, on Team Ke- USA, right? Like Team, <laughs> like Kevin Love, Team USA. That doesn't doesn't that mean something, Isaac? No, it doesn't. <laughs> For Javale McKee, um, Kimba Walker's in Excel. Yeah, I mean. They're- they're looking for a new home. Somebody go get Kemba from OKC. So, you know, they're already in the year of Jason Kidd saying, hey, you know, Kemba would be great next to uh, worst case scenario. I have a worst case scenario for you. Right I know here. which name. It's my favorite name. Oh, my gosh. Jason's like Andre Drummond was in, <laughs> was in was in L.A. last year. I had him on the team. I know how good he can be. I've Frank, seen him firsthand. Frank kind of they mis- didn't use this is him right. He, yeah, this Vocal. is what he's saying under yeah. under the table. Like Frank just kind of you know misused him a little bit. We just couldn't really you know integrate him well into the team. Give him the mid level. <laughs> that would make me cringe, and I would immediately go into this is our Michael Carter Williams right here. <laughs> <laughs> that name was the one that stuck out to me. There was, it was Andre Drummond. Uh, Demarcus Cousins is another one represented by Excel. Yeah. That that one's not as a disaster as Drummond because he just would have a different role and all that. Hassan Whiteside. Uh, Hassan Whiteside was another one. Michael Carter Williams still out there, right? Like he's still he's still a guy. You mentioned Whiteside. Uh, yeah, there's Kelly Olenek is intriguing in this. There's not a ton of names that are a disaster though, right? And like, yeah, unless, and, yeah, yeah, but it I depends wanna, how they go about getting them. I want to echo your thing of like. This can be good and bad. Like, yeah, we're we're joking in the bad sense of like if there's another Michael Carter Williams situation. But there's also the positive in this that he has this connection. He has this connection through this huge agency, and it's like, yeah, it, could it lead to Kelly Olenek or somebody signing here for a cheaper contract or them, you know, taking a, a flyer on a Marvin Bagley for a cheaper type of trade? Like, could it lead to something like that? Heck yeah. Like if they pulled off some crazy trade for CJ McCollum and we find out two weeks later that, yeah, well, man, Excel, they had this relationship with Jason Kidd and it was just kind of this mutual thing. It helped really facilitate the deal and everything. We're like, well, let's go. Like it was a positive thing. So it's good and bad, but we can't, especially that there's history there. And that's was reported. It was talked about on our podcast about Chad Ford. Like we can't ignore it too. So. There's a bunch of like younger names. Let's just th- start throwing out some of them that they could take as flyers. Like these sort of feel like the West of Wundu types where it's like, all right, let's take a flyer on a young guy that seems like he could work in the league. He's had some good moments, but let's let's bring him in and see if he can work and kind of do the gu- that guy a favor a little bit. Like uh, Malik Monk is a little bit of a name like that. Yeah. Uh, Chetty Osmond's a little bit better than that, but he's a guy uh, that, that's interesting like that. There's Gogo Batazzi. He's a young guy, but... Uh, Harry Giles. He's, he's saying Harry Giles is definitely a name. Al Jefferson and Brandon Jennings. Bucks and six, Brandon Jennings. Uh, this was a good young flyer too. And if they could you know, make a trade into the draft for him, Kate Cunningham, I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he's an Excel guy too. I just knew by the tone of your voice, it was going to be a joke. I could just tell. It We've known each other too long. Too long. Uh, Emeka Okafor. <laughs> Guys, going back to the full circle, the list is long. Okay, so Don Maker. It's not like there's five guys if we're Excel and we're like, oh, the circle of five. There's names we haven't said yet. Ricky Rubio is another one that's like he's going to be out there and probably available. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's still. I mean, Jamal Murray. Like, here's one that was rumored. 
that's been rumored. Yeah, rumored a couple times. James Wiseman. Can we do James Wiseman and like fourteen for Porzingis? No, it's probably probably have to do Wiggins and Wiseman or something. But yeah. Any um, others? Any others we haven't mentioned yet? What about this guy? What about this guy? Cody Zeller, a real actual name, because he was he's going to be a free agent. That could be a guy that they bring in. Patrick Patterson. Um, that's fr- yeah. Kyle Corver. Tyson. Chandler. My brother. My brother Kyle Corver. <laughs> Your brother. Tyson Chandler, let's just bring all. Do people know the story of that? So one time I was at a Mavs game and I was there for shoot around and Kyle Korver was shooting around and I was just walking around to the other side of the gym and this guy stops me and goes, is that your brother? (laughs) About Kyle Korver. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm uh, actually all his brothers. Didn't all his brothers play college basketball? Like at Creighton? I think they all went there. You tell me, it's your brothers too. I, I did not follow in their line. You should have just leaned into it. Like, yeah, man, we put up so many shots in the backyard. Like, I used to be, I used to rebound for him every day. There's a great New Girl episode where Schmidt pretends that he's a Romney because he looks like Mitt Romney and he says he's Tug Romney. He's like, yeah, I just love when me and dad go on the boat, two couple of cold beers in hand. And then the girls are like, that he's trying to impress her, like, your dad's a Mormon. He doesn't drink. <laughs> he's like, well, we don't drink the beers we just buy them to support american breweries <laughs> this is um, the weird part of the pod oh we've we've totally gone off jamal murray is another name that's uh an excel client. i said that, that name that one doesn't i mean there's no real like path or connection yeah. there it's interesting that like both jamal murray and Jokic are both represented by excel brandon ingram did you mention that one no i didn't mention that one just know if one of these names end up on the mavericks we're going to be quote tweeting me like excel yeah. Oh, everyone's gonna know now. Excel yeah. client. Excel, and there's oh, more. Than, well, oh there's, no, I got I got one. And uh, it took us 34 minutes to even get here because he's not on the list because he's brand new to Excel. Victor Oladipo. Oh yeah. Just this, switched. Yeah. And it shows how many people listen to the Chat Four Pod because we got tweets and stuff yeah, today saying, "Oh, like look here, like this is a an, on the eve of free agency." Hey, Oladipo J- switches. Hey, uh, Jason. You know he's. Uh, He's healthy. He's 100% oh, healthy yeah. now. And, you know, like you could take it's – it's a low-budget flyer on him. You could just bring him in and – I heard Mark said he wanted a bigger playmaker next to Luca. What, what do you think? What an, up, what an upgrade from DeLon Wright, Josh Richardson, to this version of Oladipo. Oh, Ask man. Mark, where did he go to school? Because him and Victor went both went to Indiana. They're Hoosiers. And would, would you be Hoosiers shocked if know? Oladipo is a Maverick next year? Which, by the way, we've been doing the the – Phone to the head thing for the last five minutes. Nobody on the podcast can actually see that. On on YouTube, you can. YouTube, you can. <laughs> is if Oladipo's a Maverick next year, how surprised are you? Percentage wise. Oh, I, after what Chad Ford said, not at all. I'd be surprised if it was for a, like a real guaranteed deal, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Oladipo's getting like fifteen or twenty million a year. I think it's going to be at like a one year, like ten million dollars or something like that. I. Yeah. Oh, the, what if their only move of the offseason is they bring they bring back Hardaway and then they sign Oladipo? I mean... Are there riots be, in the street? Is the exact opposite worse. of what's happening in Milwaukee going to happen in Dallas? We could have Andre Drummond, okay? Is that worse than signing Oladipo, this version yes. of Oladipo? Yes, yes. Let me... I, I'm on board of taking a flyer on Oladipo. Like... A if, it was, if it was a, a flyer, flyer, not yes. if it was a guaranteed starter plus double digit millions plus no. you know all that. I, I'm not doing like three year, fifteen million a year, like three for forty five for Oladipo. No, I'm not doing that right now. He needs a one year prove it deal, 
And I, I'm down for something like that. Like, could you convince, if you go out, if you re-sign Tim, you trade for somebody, another bigger guy, could you convince Oladipo to come on like the MLE or something like that and say, let's do this? Yeah. Pro- I, probably not because he's probably going to go to like the Lakers or something like for that. But still, I'm yeah. down for a flyer. There you go. That's our game. What about this guy? That's our game about Excel clients. It'll be interesting. It's something to watch out for. And it's something that we're going to be monitoring throughout free agency, which starts in like two weeks. Like not, e- not even that. Well, I think I think I counted. There's eight more podcasts between now and free agency. It's Absolutely like two, wild. two days after uh, Charks' thing in McKinney. Go check out the uh, ultimate mock draft. Great stuff. I have to go produce episode three. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Boom! When you were 19, I think you were at Summer League and you tweeted something about, I'm not leaving Milwaukee until I win a championship. Uh, That is... I'm out now. Can I I leave now? I mean, that's your call. I want to trade. (laughs) 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 Who who I got to talk to for the trade? John?